0: Um, by default, it's going to be sorted by faction, and then within that faction alphabetically. So I always get Amina Naidu right up when I go to that page. But uh,
1: Yeah, and, and I don't know whether we need to change that to descending order or something, but the fact that Arcanists are the first thing I see every time I open up your damn map is not okay. But go you ahead. know, I just realized that, and <laughs> you, uh,
0: you'll be relieved to know that your search settings actually persist
1: Hi, friends, Craig here. We've got DZ, the man who created the M3E Crew Builder app. Um, pretty neat episode. I uh, highly recommend um, that you pull your phone out and follow along with some of the stuff that we cover when we get into the features. I guarantee there's things that the app does that you did not realize. And hopefully, it will we'll show you here during the show. Uh, a couple other things. One, you'll hear me talk about the Patreon during this episode. This was obviously before we launched the Patreon. Um, But uh, it is now out there now. I found it very interesting to hear um, how this app went from uh, didn't exist to did exist in really just a handful of months. Uh, So enjoy. Playing a tabletop strategy game allows you to unplug and test your skills against friends. Every week, Third Floor Wars delivers useful strategies, discussions, battle reports, and reviews to tabletop games like Malifaux. If you want to get better at the games you already play, or discover the games other people are playing, you are in the right place. Craig and Ray welcome you to the Third Floor and the Tabletop Talk Broadcast. Greg here on the third floor. Today we have the man responsible for giving us the new M3E Crew Builder app. Now, DZ Leargaard is a software developer by trade and also a guy who loves Malifo. So uh DZ, welcome to the third floor. Uh the first thing I always like to know is how did you find Malifo? Uh I sort of just
0: did. I didn't like take an avenue into Malifo from another game. Closest thing to a miniature game I'd ever played before was probably just D D and stuff like that. So uh, I was hanging out in my local game store. It's it's called Max or uh, it's called Mox in Seattle. And uh, mm-hmm. I was walking around the miniatures room. They have a special room set aside with tables and then all the products are lining the walls. And uh, I never really got into the aesthetic of, of, you know, Warhammer and all that stuff. But something about the boxes and the artwork of Malifaux, the way it blended all of those uh, those genres and something about it just called out to me. So that's I just picked it randomly never tried it before just
1: bought a couple boxes that's cool so you might be the first person i've had on the show that like this is their first game uh first miniature game so like how hard how hard was it to learn was the building and the painting aspect of it intimidating like it kind of walk me through the your ice bath into tabletop gaming yeah, so
0: I wouldn't say it was my first tabletop game, but just because I'd played like I'm I'm a, a big game enthusiast. I just hadn't tried this particular brand of gaming before. So gotcha. um I had painted miniatures before. They're atrocious. Um I think <laughs> I've done. I think I like those were those were miniatures just for like one off D and D campaigns and stuff, but these, sure. you know, where they're gonna be reused and and part of the part of the fun is like showing off your paint jobs. I was a little bit more careful. But uh so yeah, I I just uh, and the rules they're they're fine. I hadn't like on the one hand, I had never played any other games, so I had no starting point, but on the other hand, I didn't have any like preconceptions, yeah like like dice and stuff i I knew that dice were used in other games generally, but I wasn't like, "This is weird using cards i, <laughs> I, I in fact I love cards, and that was that probably was one of the selling points for me too
1: now did you have was there a local community you were able to link up with, or did did you find yourself kind of learning on your own at first or Well, I bought a couple boxes. This was in
0: 2016 and immediately moved to Los Angeles where I was not able to find anything. So like my wife had helped me out with painting. We, I bought like the, the Victoria's box and the Sonya box and we were painting them together, but I had never played, not even like a test practice game. And then after about a year and a half in Los Angeles, we decided that that was enough Los Angeles and we moved back (laughs) to Seattle. Yeah. Uh, and uh, at that point she played a couple practice games with me and then I finally I'm, I'm what they call like a, a a very dedicated introvert so uh-huh going to you know a, a game store and playing with strangers like that's a hurdle for me but I finally got over it and and started going to Mox, and they had a weekly uh, a weekly Malifaux night there it's not it's not currently running to my knowledge which I would love for that to start up again so if any of your listeners are in Seattle uh, hit me up yeah
1: um. Yeah. It's um. So I, I have uh, uh. Kind of the introverted um, tendencies too. Um. So I, I. Not severe enough that it keeps me from getting out of the house or anything like yeah. that. But. Um. You know there are times where uh I get a little little crazy talk in the head that says yeah you would probably just rather stay home and not go out um so you get that being introverted is a sign of intelligence. So, Oh, I, you know what, let's go with that. I like that a lot, DZ. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, um, you know, for me, what I love about having a regular gaming night with a group. So I hope you're able to find one or get one together is it forces me, you know, to, to go out there. Um, and you know, if you're like me, uh, You know, sometimes I don't feel like going out, but I'm always happy when I do, Uh, whether it's, you know, anything like that. It's just that uh, a little strangeness that happens to me right beforehand. So I can sympathize with that.
0: Yeah. What you got to do is make promises like the day before. Exactly. And then it's like, well, I can't not go because I said I was going to.
1: And yep, then you end up having yep. fun anyway. So exactly, exactly. So um, for our next therapy session, we're going to talk about. <laughs> 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 um, but really, the reason we're here is I really want to kind of find out um, how this came to be, Dizzy. So how did how did you the app come about? I want to learn from you, kind of uh, what your goals were, kind of walking into it, um, what you think are really some of the key features and some of the successes. So things that went from you know design to execution. Um, and then uh, towards the end here, I want uh, to reveal uh, from the guy who made it some things that people may not have noticed about the app. So the first thing I need to want to know is, like, how did this all start? So um, you do your thing. Weird's doing their thing. Um, what was the first connection? So... Uh, I've been a software developer, uh,
0: like in the industry, since 2011, and and a lot of the time I've had personal projects on the side to kind of keep me stimulated, and and I, I have a strong creative streak, which doesn't always, you know, uh, come out very well in uh, in my regular job. Sure. So uh, th- that's something I've always used to keep me interested, and also to like keep up on technologies and like different, you know, React and and lots of different web frameworks and stuff like that. So when uh, when the clo- when we got into the closed beta my the person i was playing with mainly in seattle uh we were the only two basically attending at that point and uh i was like well this, there's a space here and there's an opportunity especially because the beta is still closed to make something that can get in before you know some of the other people that have a similar skill set to me like get into the space yeah. and uh, so i i just set out to make originally interestingly enough it was it, i was actually using it as an excuse to try out like Machine learning, vision APIs, and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. what I wanted to do was create a, a function that would look at the like the picture, the PDF of a card, figure out which text things meant what, and then parse that into something. So the the project was called Malifaux Parser instead of yeah. like Crew Builder or whatever. But like once that like that there there were roadblocks to getting that working. So instead, I just I just literally I just opened the PDF select all the text, copy it into a text document, gasp in horror at the formatting. <laughs> and then uh, I just wrote a, a regular expression to, to parse out the cards. And from there, I was like, well, now I have this data. Now what do I do with yep. it? And at that point is when I, I started making a the M3E Crew Builder Heroku apps that uh, that got ended up
1: getting more attention. So out of, out of curiosity, at this, at this point, you have not talked to weird, right? At that point, no. Okay. All right. So you you put so the, the website you did you put it up and made it public or yes yeah. So okay. once I was done, I, sh- I shared it with
0: the the guy that I I was playing with at the time, um, and he liked it, and and we both shared it on our respective closed beta forums. Got some good attention there. Good, both good like positive feedback and good suggestions for other features yeah. and stuff like that. And uh, that ended up being because it was so early, uh, and other people hadn't jumped on this design space yet. Uh, I think I ended up capturing most of the crew building audience there. And then once the beta went open, um, I shared it more broadly, ended up like at this point, it's got, it had like several thousand people using it. Uh, and at that point, this is in January of, of 2019, uh, Kyle reached out to me. He sent me a message on the weird forum Instead of like an email or something, I guess they don't have my email address (laughs) asking if like saying that they really loved what I was doing with it and they wanted to work with me uh, if I was interested. And that's that's when that got
1: started. So I'm impressed on a couple fronts here. So um, first of all, um, you know, kind of what brought you into it is um, it's it's a lot how I think many of us hobbyists function, which is, you know, I want to learn something new. Um, And in order to do that, I need a project. Um, In fact, um, some of the beginnings of Third Floor Wars was me wanting to learn how to do audio editing and how to do video editing and things like that. I completely believe that. Yeah. The only way you can do that is to start making shit. Right. Um, So that's cool. The other thing that's shocking to me, because um, uh, I lead uh, uh, teams of software developers. Yeah. For you to go from January to now. Um, is is pretty impressive, man. Uh, considering it wasn't your full time job, so hats off on that. Oh, you just mean like working on it in general, or, well, or just the I mean the, the fact the fact that in, that in what uh eight nine months you had a fully functional app. Um, the the, the development on the app
0: itself actually uh, started in June, I think.
1: Jeez, that's impressive, man.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, like I started dabbling and stuff, but um. Yeah, as part of that process, you know, and we'll we'll get to to all that, I guess. But um, they originally they just wanted to take that crew builder, that web tool that I built, and just put it on on the weird website. And I'm like, yeah, sure, we can do that. And they, um, I, I was like, I, I just have to confirm with my employer that I can do contract work. Right. And they're like, well, what if we paid you in store credit? And I'm like, yes, but I don't think that would make a difference. <laughs> yeah <laughs> turns out it, it is fine for me to do contract work. I just have to like it the weird is not competing in any space with with my employer in right, in, in any right. sense so that's
1: the only concern there but uh, so, yeah, yeah i actually as soon as i monet, yeah as soon as i monetize third floor wars um uh i had to ch- you know check with my employer too yep. uh for similar reasons um uh it uh the uh tens of dollars i make off of this podcast <laughs> apparently is they don't see that as a threat <laughs> that i'm yeah. leaving anytime soon
0: <laughs> yeah that's that's the key and like that what you should do is uh what i did with the the web tool and just put a tiny little button at the bottom called tip jar and uh that was enough to pay for the the hosting costs at least Well, that's so. nice
1: yeah um ray and i are talking about doing a patreon at some point um i i'm Kind of the big blocker on it, uh, just because really? I'm funny about I'm funny about it. Um, I, I don't want to just put it up and say, you know, be nice to us, um, which there's nothing wrong with that. So I, I, I'm just weird. Um, so and you're, you're wanting to make sure that there are like benefits to being a patient. Yeah, yeah, I do, and and I don't know what those should be. Um, sure, uh, I'm. I, you know, part of me says, you know, I could could do exclusive content, but I really that rubs me the wrong way too for some reason. Sure. Um, I uh you know have thought about well what if we do um you know a, a, an early release so you you get the podcast a week before everybody else does but that seems kind of yeah. BS a little bit to be honest <laughs> with you um, there's nothing it's not breaking news when I put out a new episode so yeah. um, I, I would say that uh, like as as a as a fan of the
0: podcast that I would uh, subscribe to the Patreon just to support and not not because I thought I would be getting anything out of it so, you could have like a low level that's just like, yeah. support us and then like figure out what the, if, if at all there should be any higher levels later on.
1: Yeah. And I think that's might be what ended up happening um, because you're not the first one. I've had lots of people reach out to us saying, hey, how, you know, where's your Patreon? What's your Patreon? And I was talking to Ray about this actually over chat. Last yeah, week or um, something like that. I mean, the only thing I have figured out for sure is that there's going to be three levels there will be a first floor, a second floor, a third floor. And that's uh, all I figured
0: out thematically important. Yeah.
1: So maybe we should just uh, spin the spin the guy up and have the first floor out there for a buck yeah. or two a month and then just be done with it. But yeah, anyway, I still on it later. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so uh, obviously, uh, we're not going to get into details between the handshake between you and Weird, but um, it's interesting to he, you know, to find out how you got on the radar. Um, and uh, great group of guys there too. Um, I was going to say, uh, I, I wanted to say that everybody
0: to work with at Weird has been exemplary. Kyle has been my main point of contact, but yep. we've also had long conversations with Nathan and, and Matt has chimed in chimed in a few times as well. They have a designer named John. They've all been great. Nathan especially is 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 delightfully southern even in like written communications.
1: <laughs> I, I um yeah I my, most of my contact has been with uh with Kyle and Matt and uh they're just just really good guys. Uh, very generous and very kind and yes. uh, I'm a and big care. fan of Yeah, they do. They really do and their passion and love of the game is uh it shows and their talent shows i mean look at look at third edition yeah so you guys so you guys do the handshake and so initially um how does it turn from we want you know to leverage your website to um can you can we make an app how does that happen well i uh
0: once we once nathan got into the conversation and and it started being more about like negotiating that stuff uh, mm-hmm. we were focusing on let's just put the tool on the website but at some point he's like maybe when we're done with all this, would you be interested in turning this tool into an app? And uh, you know that like, you can't just take no, something that's not, built in not an a HTML. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which like, I don't expect other people to know that necessarily. Yeah. But, um, so I was like, I will start playing around with some systems. I'm familiar with, for example, Unity, which is a game development software. Yeah. Let me try putting something together in that. I got 10 minutes into that, and I'm like, this is overkill. This is not a good use case for this. I later found out that uh, one of the competitors to the crew builder of another company is built in Unity, and I'm like, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But uh, So I I played around with some existing frameworks, and then just coincidentally, at this time, I happened to go to Google I.O., which is a software developer conference, and learned about a, a, a framework called Flutter, which is basically, it's made for app development, and it's made so that you can write both iOS and Android apps in a single framework. Tried Very out a nice. demo. I was completely and utterly smitten with it. It's it's the like one of the greatest frameworks I've ever worked in. I hope to work in it a lot more. Uh, I've considered transitioning at work uh, wow. to but I, I haven't reached that point yet. But um, but it impressed you. Yes, I was incredibly impressed with it, and uh, I, I thought like this this is the first time I've I've seen a software framework, and I've been like. I could just crank out an app in this. Wow. And you did. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I, I like, yeah, I, it was funny. Like the, you know, there was the original like deal or, or uh, package that that Kyle had offered me for integrating the this tool into their website. And that was supposed to be the first thing that I did. And it was like, after that's done, do the app. But then yeah. I started working on this app. I'm like, you know, this tool that I wrote is up. It's free. It's mm-hmm. like... Having a link to it or having it be hosted inside your webpage isn't going to do much for you. But yep. what what will do a lot for you is having an app that people like. And yep. I I've reached a point in in my own career that I I'm confident that with with the knowledge that I've collected in, in like over time that I can avoid some of the pitfalls that hiring someone like a who isn't familiar with the game. Cause that's huge yep. and B who like hasn't been like steeped in this culture and uh, like especially you know the the larger company stuff, mm-hmm. they might not know some of like the standards for material design and all that stuff that that are gaining in popularity for good reason. so I think it was just a, a confluence of really fortunate factors, and it, it's about something that I cared a lot about and I really enjoyed, so I think everybody well, everybody won
1: yeah. I, I, I got to tell you Dizzy, the first time you exposed me to it. Um, uh, and I, I, I opened it up and I just, and, uh, I'm going to blow a little smoke here for a second, but, um, it, it was very obvious to me that you knew what you were doing. Um, Thank you. uh, yeah, a lot of the pitfalls that I'm used to seeing, even for some of my teams, um, I wasn't seeing, um, it wasn't perfect. I mean, it was, it was still yeah. early when you exposed it to me, but, yes. um, it made me extremely excited and it only got better. So, uh, Good for you on that. So um, the app goes live, um, and I'm sure you know you have been you know trolling the different areas. Cool. The reception has been huge, um, which I could have easily predicted. Thanks. Um, it uh, really, really, really neat. So to, I want to get an idea. Um, I mean, did Nathan and the team give you kind of a vision around this? Like this is kind of what we're shooting for, or did you kind of present them with a the vision and that it was aligned? Or you know. So much, so much of the work happens before a line of code is written. Here's what I got from them: We like what you did, make
0: it into an app, and uh, it's going to be free. Smart. That's it. That's all I got from them. Um, and so I, I think that, like, what I did with the, you know, the web tool had had given them enough confidence that they they knew like to not to you know like put a leash on or put any like design right. requirements on me or anything obviously it was an open line of communication so you know Kyle in particular but also also Matt and and sometimes Nathan were very fastidious in like testing things out and making suggestions and stuff so I, w- I don't want to say that like everything is is all me in there because not not only were were they actively like su- making feature requests and suggestions but also once we opened it up to people
1: uh, all the beta testers were Extremely right. Helpful. Yeah. And DZ, that's the normal process. Um, yeah. and, and none of that takes anything away from what you do. I guess what I'm trying to get, get towards is, um, you know, the website, I mean, I used it as soon as I found it and, and loved it. And it was, and you know, <laughs> it was also the only thing we had, yeah. <laughs> but luckily it was also good. Um, but, uh, you know, for those people that aren't familiar with the process um, of of designing an application, um, there there are certain certain design goals that you come into it with. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm trying to get a sense of, you know, when you sat down and said, "Okay, you know, I'm going to do this. Um, these are the five things I want to make sure it does, or the five um, impressions I wanted to make, or the takeaways that I want uh, the UI to give." Um, I, I'm trying to get an idea of yeah. um, what okay. that initial vision was. I'd say that my initial Vision,
0: if you could call it that, is if you open the app and look at the the landing home screen, that that was basically like my concerns is uh, yep. can you can you browse the cards? Actually, take out news. News came later. Take, can you browse the cards? And is it easy and friendly to do so? Can you build crews? And is that delightful? That's the word that my company uses for uh, for stuff that is is enjoyable to use, is delightful. Right. Good UI. Yep. Can you play games on it? And uh, I guess settings is, is not as dramatic. I want to talk... Yeah, go ahead. Um, things like the, the, the... It was surprising some of the things that actually came later, like that news feed. That was just... I, I was like a couple of weeks, I think, or maybe a month into working on it. I was like, you know what? Like They have an RSS feed. I could just service yep. that right here. And then the, the network game feature, that came later too. I was like, I was working at it at some point. I'm like, I could just back up all of this stuff in, in the cloud. Mm-hmm. But if it's backed up, then I, it could just be shared between people. And you know what else? You could play a game live. And also, Weird would have access to all of this data for yeah. balancing purposes. And once I brought that up in like our, our email conversation, at that point, uh, Kyle and Nathan were salivating over over the possibilities there.
1: I, I gotta tell you, I mean, my experience was was funny because you know, it, w- here's what I here's what I anticipated when I first opened up the app, which is the ability to build a crew, which it did, um, yes. and it does well. Uh, I was then, you know, looked at the card stuff, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool that I have access to all the cards. Um, then I realized I could search, and the search capabilities, which is really the result of all that initial parsing, I would assume, yes, um, is fantastic, um, and it, that coupled with the fact that we have common names and abilities. Like I can type in, you know, uh, shrug off. off, And it shows me every model that has shrug off. And when you're building a crew and say, you know, boy, I got a ton of conditions coming in, and I know what these abilities are that they get rid of conditions, to be able to type it in and be able to see it out of keyword models and everything, it's a big deal. What blew me away, though, was the game. The ability to play the game. So at first, when I opened it up, I said, "Oh, that's cool. I can kind of track my own stuff." And I'm like, "Oh, wait a minute!" And then the share the ability to, to share the information is incredible, man. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's very it's it's um it, it's um it, for me it doesn't replace it, but I already know people in my meta that it does.
0: For example, um, it's instead, like tracking uh, stuff locally, like
1: cards and everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, the thing that I do love about it is I still don't track. Uh, wounds and things like that in sure. it, but I love the fact that I can pick up my phone and look at my opponent's cards. Yes. Um, it uh, it okay. makes things... Oh, it's huge because I, it speeds things up so much. There's a lot less of, you know, remind me what that card does or remind, how many wounds does he have or what's his defense or can can he, you know, can he drop a scheme marker without taking interact, you know, just stuff like that. I can, I can look that stuff up real quick while my opponent is moving their models, so... Um, that's, that's very, very cool. Um, and it's just what I guess it sounds like it was just one of those things that may not have been kind of the original idea, but just, you kind of, just kind of came to you. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I'd started with Bad Things Happen in
0: my head as like starting point and, and Bad Things Happen does, does a lot of stuff really well. Um, but there's like a couple things I didn't like about it. So I'm like, I'm going to make sure to fix these issues. Good. Like, uh, for instance, the, the one that always bothered me was that once you create a game, you can't create a crew to put in that game. I'm yep. like, this is, this is the opposite though of what you're, of what like the actual game says. So why, why is it like that? Why, yep. why it be like that? But, um, yeah. So once, once I got the idea, like that's my starting point. And then when I got to this idea of like a shared, uh, game view between players, it's not an, like a, it, it's not a pioneer in, in this regard. There are other right apps that do this, but like once I, Realized that, that that could be done, it was a requirement just because yeah. of both, both because it, it allows you, know, you to, like you said, see your crew, track your crew, track your opponent's crew and see them in, in real time, but also just the amount of knowledge that, that it provides you.
1: Well, what I think I like the most about it, DZ, is that I have the ability to use as much or a little of it as I want. Um, so I can use the app just to look at cards. I can use the app to build crews in. I can use the app to, you know, set, set, stand up a game. And it all it all is functional in there. And the point that you made about the Bad Things Happen app, um, I am not ashamed to say I was not a fan of the app. Um, yeah. And I think you nailed it when you talked about uh, the workflow. Um, it, it It didn't... It didn't understand how I needed to use the app, um, yeah. which is a trap that you didn't fall into. So,
0: yeah, I think uh, I suspect that bad things happen was developed in house. Uh, I, I have no inside knowledge on this, but um, so you're, it's coming from a, a, like people who probably have have some background in this, but they primarily work in a, a game company at this point anyway, right. and uh, they know how their game works, but. They can almost be a little too close. Yep. And then also, there's there's all kinds of limitations. So so being able to apply everything I've learned at my job and outside to a project like this was I was very pleased to get to do uh, all this.
1: That's cool. So from a technology standpoint, for my tech geeks that are in the audience, DZ, can we talk through? I um, mean, you talked about the uh, the app framework itself. What are some other technologies that um, people should know about or languages? Uh, so Flutter itself, the framework is written in Dart,
0: a programming language. And, uh, I had never worked in Dart before and it's my favorite language now because it combines the good parts of JavaScript, C sharp, Java, um, and HTML too, because it's, it's one language that is both like the model and the behavior. So for for non-tech geeks, there's, there's like scripts that run on a page and then there's the the actual, like, thing that builds the layout. In, mm-hmm. in Flutter, it's all one thing. Uh, I very much appreciate that. Because once you wrap your head around it and, and get, get, like, the idea of widgets and, and states and stuff through your head, it's, it really is a delight to work through, especially their, their tools that, um, that, like, integrate it with, uh, development programs and stuff like that, like, uh, Visual Studio Code is is what I write code in, and it has a plugin right.
1: that that works directly with Flutter and, and does a lot of oh, things that's for nice. you. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. They have great developer tools. Very cool. Um, and you obviously there's a database behind it all. Yes. Well, cool. a database in
0: the colloquial sense, um, the like the, all of the model data and stuff. That's just like a, a plain like mapping file. It's, it's written in JSON. Uh, oh, okay. It's just a key. It's a value. It's a key to value map, which can be mm-hmm. nested and stuff like that. So, um, and that's that's all stored in in uh, Firebase, in the cloud. So, I, I use a lot of uh, Firebase tools for various things, uh, both like the the hosting of the network games and also like the files that have the model metadata in it. This was another like big takeaway from the web tool. Is I I realized that I need to be able to. Make changes to like the metadata file and the card images without having to redeploy the entire thing. So that was that was requirement from the get go, and having that ability like on launch day was crucial because everybody was like, "Wait, these things are missing. You can't see this this alt (laughs) model." And I'm like, "Oh my god, you're right. How did I miss that? Let me go (laughs) fix it right now."
1: good good for you <laughs> that's great alright so what we'll do DZ we're going to take a quick break and when we get sure. back from the break I want to talk a little bit about um, kind of the core functionality of it um, so I think for some people that are listening um, it'll be helpful to uh, have a little bit of an audio user guide so we'll be right back
0: another day is here and you're ready for it What to wear? check breakfast, lunch and dinner? check
1: Okay, so at this point, uh, we we have all the tech geeks still listening, um, and sure. everybody that didn't understand the last five minutes has left. But uh, for those yeah, of you that that's stuck sure around, that in order, huh? That's all right. For those of you that stuck around, um, I, what I want to do, DZ, is um, kind of what I don't want to do a user's guide, but I want to kind of walk through the features. Um, so the first thing that I started using when I opened up the app. Um, is uh, the card section, um, which immediately takes me to a place where I have literally every single card uh, for every model in there. I've got the ability to look at upgrades as well. Um, can you kind of walk me through some kind of key features here? Yeah. So when you open up the card section, um, by default, it's going to be
0: sorted by faction and then within that faction alphabetically. So I always get Amina and Naidu right up when I go to that page. but uh,
1: Yeah, and, and I don't know whether we need to change that to descending order or something, but the fact that Arcanists are the first thing I see every time I open up your damn app is not okay. But go You ahead. know, I just realized that. And you, uh,
0: you'll you be relieved to know that your search settings actually persist when you close the app and start it back up. Yeah, so you could, I can't delete cards, DZ. Oh, I can't I, delete them. <laughs> you could just highlight all of the other factions. That's right. And leave, leave Arcanists unhighlighted. And
1: that's actually, um, that's actually something that's a good call out uh, DZ is the filter, um, because it's something that I don't think I fully realized at first is, um, you know, the fact that I can select, you know, three or four of the different faction symbols to immediately filter out the list, which is really nice. Um, I, I just by default anticipated, I could only do one faction at a time, which is not necessarily true. And the same thing with filtering the text and searching the text, but the persistence of those filters uh both the text and the fashion filters is phenomenal um uh, but why, every once in a while you'll find yourself where you're like, I, you know, I can't see Sun Quang when I'm trying to bring my, build my Yan Lo, uh, crew in, um, as a reser. And I realized it's because I had the reser filter on, um, and that kept Sun Quang out. Um, so it's like, uh, one, one little thing that I think, uh, um, is, is awesome about it, but there's a little, every once in a while you might find yourself not being able to find a card and that's why, but, um, continue. Let's talk about, um, some of the key functionality here. Yeah, so it, that that issue actually came up a lot during beta testing
0: and, and like I would fix it and then I would make some other change that would unfix it and people would come back with it. I'm like, why is this still happening? I fixed this. But um yeah, hopefully when you when you actually go into build a crew, it'll clear out and kind of reset your search settings
1: a little bit um and, and like make sure that, that things aren't being filtered out. And it probably has, and I just haven't noticed because it hasn't happened to me in a while. Um, so I, I did, I did when I reached out to you. It, it, I'm sure that this problem was was not fully fixed
0: yet. So uh, <laughs> if you got that, this is, a, this is a perception issue as much as it might be a, a technical sure problem. Yeah. And it, like yep. for the record, if if you or if any of your listeners actually do still experience something that I'm like, yeah, I totally fixed that. I'm the best. Uh, do do tell me because like I. <laughs> I want. I'm heavily invested in this, both in time and and just like my my fragile ego. So, <laughs> if somebody has has an issue with something that exists in the app, I do want to know so that I can fix it.
1: Well, and I, I will tell you another uh, quick story um, before I get us back on track again. Is um, uh, I was a little freaked out because throughout the uh, time where I had access to it before the open beta, and then when the open beta come up, oh, there'd yes. be little things like I was playing with it, right? I go, it'd be kind of cool if it did this, you know? And if I was a good person, I would have written it down and reached out to you and said, hey, here's an idea, but I'm an ah. idiot, and I didn't. But what was interesting is that the, I would see it two days later. Um, so whether it was because of the quality of feedback you're getting because it wasn't from me um, or whatnot, <laughs> but... Um, there was, and it was like real minor stuff, right? So it wasn't a big enough deal that because you and I emailed back and forth on a few things, but yeah. little tiny things um, that uh, just just got uh, got put in there. All right, so let's get us back on track, DC. Let's talk about uh, what are the key things that everybody needs to know about the card feature. Um,
0: just that it, it might not be obvious at first if you're used to bad things happen, being able to mark your, your models as owned, painted, favorited but when you look when you're looking at these like the list of models or upgrades there's a little drop down thing on the side it comes up with some icons that mean those exact same things even if they don't have the full text there so you can still both mark individual cards in your collection models that are painted uh, or or favorite whatever favorite means to you and then in that search filter if you expand that you can also like filter down to only things that you own or favorite or painted etc so
1: yeah. It's a cool feature. Um, and just like a lot of the features in the app, what I liked about it, is the fact that it's not in my way. Yeah. Um, so if I want to use it, it's there. Um, but if I'm, if I don't want to bother with it, it's not taking up space. It's not taking up real estate. Um, so, uh, some clever design work there. There are a lot of things like that where, where I've got, you know, a, a lots of requests that are like, can I have
0: this little thing that does this? And I'm like that, like that is possible, but yeah, Having something where there's there's crap all over the screen, like if, if I if I add in everything that every single person wants, then nobody's going to be able to use it. And yep. like th- th- this is a, like a, a at the forefront of of design in like right now is is just like make things clear and easy
1: to understand and easy to use. And uh, so I tried to keep that at the front of my mind the entire time. One of the hardest things to do when you're in this process um, is, is to say no. And just yeah. say, you know, this is, this is, this is, this is not, this is going to cause more pain than pleasure. And yeah. um, I have to say no. Um, and uh, you coming from the industry and having obviously been exposed to that concept, it, I think is good. So if we move from cards, let's talk about a crew building. This is kind
0: of like, I mean, it's, it's called the, the crew builder. So this is kind of the bread and butter of the app. If there was one. And it has a similar, you know, faction filter at the top. So once you've got like a large collection of of crews, you can filter them down to a single or to multiple factions, and whatever you want to do. Um, but uh, yeah, the the main page when you get to when you click on crews is just a list of your crews and then the ones that are shared with you. If you go over a tab, um, because there there are several ways to share crews in this app, which we can get to. Um, mm-hmm. Then in the upper right, there's a, a button to scan a QR code, just like there was in in some of the the second edition. Uh, apps, uh, hopefully that's working for everybody. That was a later addition as well because I, I tried to add this QR code functionality early, didn't get it to work. Threw out my hands and said, "There's no QR codes this time." It's good. <laughs> it doesn't work. It it can't be done. Uh, but th- it was you know there was enough people asking for it that I was okay. Fine, I'll, I'll take another look at it. Uh, yeah. Thankfully, I was able to find something that works. But yeah, yeah so from this page, uh, if there's a, a floating action button, they're called down at the bottom the plus icon. If you click on that, it opens up to all the faction icons and colors, and that's how you create a new crew. So once you click on that or tap on that um, and select wh- whatever master or henchman you want to lead the new crew, that gets you into the actual crew builder, which is the the highlight of the app. I think that and network games are are its like pride and joy
1: yeah and I gotta tell you Dizzy, so here's a perfect example of that like little thing I thought would be cool um that eventually you added so when I, when I when you go to higher models um and you start building the crew, it used to be when I scrolled down I couldn't see what my soul stone situation was yes because that would that would scroll up on me but now you've got that pinned to the top and it's fantastic. Um, yeah
0: that was another case of something that like I tried to get working couldn't get it to work. I'm like, well, people will be fine. There's a, when you, when you add something, there's a little, you know, snack bar at the bottom that says, you you added this thing. I'll just put the remaining soul stones there. But people are like, no, I want to be able to see it. So this, this in particular was a case where I had to actually like educate myself on some, uh, like something that you can do with Flutter, the framework, the, the um, framework uh, that I, I didn't have a good understanding of it. It was kind of intimidating to me, but I'm like, I, I think this is the only way that I can get this done. So I, I just
1: sucked it up and, and tackled that. So I'm glad the way that it turned out. Yeah, me too. And and it's it's so funny how um you you look at some you look at something like this and you you some of the smallest things that you think would be so easy took up eighty percent of your time. Absolutely. <laughs> and but it's all it's all that problem solving. Um and yeah. uh you know when you've when you've got a project and you're doing it in something new like this. You know, you'll learn a lot through the process, both through the failures and you know for the eventual successes. Um, Yeah, so that's that's very very cool. And I went on to use that 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 uh, skill and
0: and how to do it this on another page later on. So it was it ended up you know coming in handy
1: anyway. Well, it's Another another problem-solving tool that you had you had now licked, um, yeah. so you could you could reuse it. Um, other things that are real nice um, for those of you that play around with it that may not have been immediately apparent. Um, but if you hold down your thumb, you can switch the order of your cruise, um, yes. so you can drag things around, which is really nice. Um, that the was the ability to that was edit. a bitch to get working. <laughs> uh, well, it was worth it, man, because it's little stuff like that that makes a huge difference. Yeah, um, the ability to edit the cruise. Um, that went through a couple different iterations. Where you ended up was great. Uh, so that's that's something that I really uh, like. And, and just in general, um, it, it's a good UI. Uh, it's a good uh, user experience. A good way for me to interact with it. Um, and um, for those that were kind of went through the journey with you over the last couple months, um, you you uh, you made a lot of good decisions, man. Um, yeah, and, and a lot of that was
0: was uh because of suggestions from people. Like I, I think the idea of when you're, you know, playing with the models in your crew, the idea of, of swiping them to the right to remove them, I think was I think that was me, but then somebody was like, what about swiping them like to the left to add them to the crew? And once once I had that in my head I could not get it out. Like I was like, yeah. that is that is the coolest idea. And it like it's juicy.
1: Mm-hmm well and it feels right because with the way the UI works is i'm flipping left and right between yes. looking at the crew and building and adding models so uh yeah it completely completely is intuitive and works so that's yeah. great um so let's talk real quick about the different ways to share your crews sure
0: um, on both on like the that crew list page when you're looking at, at all of your crews and in the crew builder itself um, there's a share button and when you're when you're looking at the list you have to pick like tap the little menu icon but it's front and center when you're actually editing the crew. Um, and so you, there's three ways to share a crew. You can copy a link, which this is another thing that I used uh, Firebase for. They have uh, something called dynamic links. So if I say dynamic links, that's this is what I'm referring to. Yeah, um, that uh, it, it just makes a little personalized link. That the, the nice thing about it is that if you send this to somebody who does not have the app installed, it'll take them to the install page for their phones uh, like OS, and then mm-hmm. once it installs it, it will go on to do the thing that it would have done had they already had it installed. That's nice. Yeah. So if you if you're sharing crew with somebody like that, you're introducing the game to you can send them a link to the crew. It'll take them to the app page, have them install it, and then once the app starts, it'll take them over to that page and previewing the crew that you sent them. Very nice. Um, after that, uh, copy text. This was actually a request from from Ray. So. But other people have, have said that they appreciated it too. So thank you for that. Third Floor Wars, um, <laughs> <laughs> and it just copies the plain text, you know, just in a, like yeah, a slightly sure. indented format. And then finally, the QR code is the thing I got working like the week before the app launched, um, and that that works exactly like it did. In uh, I believe you had this in Bad Things Happen. I know it was in Krupo.
1: Yeah, it, it was in Bad Things Happened. The, uh, the For some reason, though, it was, it was really hard to get it to work, um, to scan. It was kind of funky. Uh, this is a limitation that I found when I actually started working
0: with QR codes. You know, you look at them and you're like, well, I'm sure that that jumble of dots can hold a bunch of data. But yeah. no, no, it really can't hold that much data. So you have to yeah. find a way to sort of kind of compress everything. So what I ended up doing was just the QR code just has like the index of the model that's in your crew doesn't have like mm-hmm. the models and name or anything like that. And then it just figures out, like it just recalculates the crew. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it everything's mapped out. So it knows what, knows what to do with that data once it gets it. So yeah. Um, yeah. And that, that copy of text feature hats off to Ray on that. I didn't realize that um, he had sent yeah. that into you because, you know, w- so often, you know, we're in, Facebook Messenger or text messages and stuff, and it just makes it real simple to say, hey, I've been screwing around with this crew. Uh, copy, yes. paste, done. Um, so that's nice. Yeah, while well,
0: we're on the subject of, of features on this page that were uh, requests, I will say that the, the notes section at the bottom, where you can just write down some text about a crew, like say, I, I want to use this for this round in the upcoming tournament or whatever. Um, yep. That was actually Kyle at uh, Schemes and Stones that requested that in like the week that we were going live. So I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I might be able to do that. It sounds easy, but no
1: promises, but uh, there were no surprises there. So it ended up working. You know, there. it's funny. I don't think I'm, I've got the app open right now and I don't even think I noticed it, but yeah, you got 500 character notes down there. That's real nice. Yeah. Real nice. Um, you know what? And now that I scroll down to the bottom, here's another thing. Um, and I'm not sure when this happened. Uh, Cause I vaguely remember it from the beginning, but the reference cards piece, was a real nice touch. Um, so for those of you that aren't familiar with it or haven't looked yet, so if I add, say, Sebastian, um, and Sebastian has the ability to, to summon canine remains, I'm not going to have the canine remains in my crew, but because I added Sebastian, I go down to the reference cards and I can click and see the canine remains card. Um, so it was a real nice touch. This was another thing that that
0: evolved from something that was in the web tool, actually, because that was also a late addition in the web tool. And when I once I'd finished it, I'm like, this is a requirement. Like, yeah summoners in the game when you're in a game you don't want to have to you know open up the the models list and like scroll through it every time like if i could just have like and, and like voodoo doll in in the crew builder tool when you're looking at like you, you can't hire a voodoo doll it cannot be hired so there's no. no way to see its card in the list so reference cards is the only way to see the voodoo doll, the voodoo doll card when you're in a game right so. Yeah, that, that was a necessity. And then, then, like, automatically adding them, that also came much later. Originally, they were all just manually added, but, to, like, there's no reason that a summoner shouldn't just auto add all of their possible summons as reference cards right away. So
1: it's smart. And that took some work. Um, so um, that work was appreciated because, you, I mean, that's not, it seems like, obvious and magic uh to to the users um but as somebody who's has a little bit of insight on your on what yep. it takes to do it um that took a lot of work um so it's uh it's appreciated nice. um all right so let's talk about i think probably my guess is is the section that's probably used the least um not because there's there anything wrong with it but because you know i think the bulk of the people are using this to build their crews. Yeah. Um, I think people are just discovering the game section, um, so let's talk about that a little bit sure and and like this is a page where even when you
0: when you tap on games and go to this this parent level page, i'm actually still not convinced that this is the best way to show like to show you what's here, but mm-hmm. uh, i haven't thought of anything better yet. so when you go there you'll you'll see three tabs at the top there's in progress completed and setups. the first two are. All of the games that you've created both locally, which means they're just stored on your phone. They're not shared. They are backed up if you are logged in. But um, other than that, like, it's just you, you have full control over both crews. uh, And, and like, nobody else can, can see your view of the game. Um, And network games as well are are listed here. If, if they, if you've marked a game as complete, it'll be in the completed tab. If you have not, it'll be in progress. Um, it's pretty straightforward. Again, there's yeah. a simple like like a faction filter at the top, and that's just for like the show me games where I played Neverborn. Mm-hmm. In my case, so uh, from here, um, if you click on the or tap on the the action button at the bottom, it'll pop up two options, and it's new or join. And if you tap on join, but you're not signed in, it'll say you have to sign in in order to use this because you're you're like singular. Unique ID with uh, the the Firebase project is how you're identified and how it tells like what game yeah. you're in. Um, if you tap on New, it'll take you to a, a setup builder where you can name the like the the setup that you're creating, pick a pick a, a deployment strategy or a deployment strategy and, and a scheme pool. There's a, a button at the top to to reflip and randomize everything, or you can just customize whatever you want. Um, and then there's a share button, which is similar to the cruise. Uh, it'll just um, there's a, both a link feature and a, and a QR code feature for sharing these setups. And then at the bottom, um, you can discard to go back. You can save the setup for later, which is what I did. Like last time, I was planning on going to a tournament. I, I went and and created a setup for each of the rounds of the tournament and just saved it. And then uh, create game instead of saving it into like your local saved setups, it'll just create a game right away and skip that part. Yeah. Unless you've already saved it. Uh, and then from create game, you also have the, the local and the network options, which works similarly, but not the same.
1: Yeah. And so there's some, some nice little touches. I want to do call outs to here. DZ one is um, when you're on a network game, I love the fact that uh, we go through the process in the right order. So we, I declare a faction and confirm it. You declare a faction and confirm it. I pick my master, you pick your master. Both are confirmed, they're revealed. Um, it, it's it, it's a testament to understanding how the game is played and, and making sure the app um, meets that use case. Yeah, I, I felt the same way. Once, once I had locked into this feature and I wanted people to be able
0: to, to have a shared view of the game, there was no reason not to do it this way. Because okay. if you're not playing a competitive game, it might, it might be a little bit of uh, like taxing to go through the confirmation process, but it still only takes a minute. But right. like, there, there's no reason that the app shouldn't emulate the actual process of doing this, of setting up a game, because it, like, it, it's in control of, of when, th- like, you have to pick all those things anyway. So why yeah. not do it in, in a way that is actually like mimics the actual process of, of determining a strategy and, and all that stuff in, a, in real time?
1: No, it's great. Um, the other feature I'm going to call out um, is uh, the completed feature is really nice because I have the ability to go back and look at my games, um, yeah. look at what the crews were, um, and uh, it it uh, it's good for old men like me that have uh, shitty memories. So, or if you are totally ashamed and never want to see a game again,
0: then you, <laughs> you can, can delete, delete it. it and never see it. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be gone.
1: It never happened. Yes. Uh,
0: one thing I will call out, and it's probably like a good thing uh, for users to know, when you delete a game, if it was a local game, then it's gone forever, and, and it'll never come back. If it's a network game, um, th- there's a chance that it might stay server-side just so that weird has the balancing data, and, uh, mm-hmm. and you won't see it anymore, and there's no way for you to get it back, but it may yeah. not be dead fully.
1: Yeah. And, um, you you and I have talked about this, uh, DZ, um, you know, before the podcast, but, um, I'm really hoping that a lot of really good data gets collected here uh, because, um, it, there's the potential from a game design standpoint to do it. Um, from my understanding, having talked to uh, people that are uh, familiar with, um, I can't remember the name of the company that makes infinity. Um, but uh, they have a pretty robust app, um, yeah. and uh, they've got pretty good um, user acceptance on it. So a lot of people are using it to run their games, and they have just got a shipload of data um, yeah. where they can see who's p- who, what models are being played, um, just everything. Um, and uh, far more efficient than the process I went through for, say, uh, my Malifaux by the Numbers video for uh, <laughs> yeah. the Nova thing, which was just uh, – if you saw the uh, – clunkiness of the work i did behind the scenes to put that together it's embarrassing i I, i've been there and i i
0: did i reached out to you after like I, i really appreciated all the all the work that went into that because you not only like is it just a slog to collect all that and to organize it but also to to present it in a way that means something even to people who you know aren't aren't into data and stuff like that it's it's not it's no easy task
1: I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, I, I, and I, I'll tell everybody. We don't want to spend too much time here on Crew Builder, but um, that's something for you guys to play with um, when you are out there on Tuesday nights playing together. Um, it's it takes a little bit of figuring it out together. Uh, it's easy, though. Um, and once you kind of get it, and once you get the group going, it's it's, it's, it's a fantastic feature. Um, so the other thing that I think people probably are not using, and it needs it needs to be talked about very briefly, is the reference. Uh, yeah, this was actually a, a request from, uh, from Kyle as well. This
0: is weird, Kyle. There are two Kyles, and it's getting very confusing. But um, <laughs> Kyle Rowan... Uh, the weird employee had requested the references page some midway through, uh, development. And I was like, yeah, I mean, it's just a, a series of drop downs. It shouldn't be that hard, but, uh, people have, have expressed something similar that they, that it, it's really critical to be able to look up the individual scheme strategies and stuff without having to like actually start a game. And then yeah. like, uh, later on, people were like, I would really love to be able to get here while I'm playing a game. Yeah. And I'm like, Okay, sure, I'll just throw it in the, the drop down during a game. It's not hard.
1: No, it, it's a big deal like the ability to quickly look at the conditions, quickly look at the general actions and the rules around them um, it, it it saves a lot of time. It really really does. I mean th- it doesn't prevent you from having to open up the rule book um, sure. but it 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 eliminates I'd venture to guess 60 70 of the time. That you have to do a quick reference in a rule book. so yeah, and all those things are like you can get to them
0: and like find you know, the, the information on them at other parts in the app, but yeah. having it all be in one place, I think was, was a good call.:
1: <laughs> No, that's smart. Um, so the most exciting part, let's talk about settings real quick. Oh, yeah. um, anything uh, users need to know about settings? Just that uh, when you first start the app, um, it's going to pick a random
0: username for you. Uh if you identify with your username, then you're welcome. But uh if you don't, then then uh take it up with uh with Kyle, I guess. But um <laughs> otherwise you can just change the username to whatever you want. Um and when like the welcome screen when you first start the app, uh you can sign in, either either you can use like a, a Google account or you can just use a, a singular email address and password that you want mm-hmm. only to use for this app. But uh that if, if you do that, then it will back up your data. Between devices, which I, I think is is important to me at least, it's a big deal. Um, and then also that you, you need to sign in in order to be able to play those network games and stuff. So um, yeah. So from settings, you can always change your display name though if you end up you know wanting wanting something else. And then you'll you'll pick the, like how you want cards downloaded, uh, and then like a couple other random things like sharing data with weird or using the dark theme in the app and stuff like that. Oh, and, and showing dead man's hand models, which is off by yeah. default, just so everybody knows.
1: Yeah, it's um, it's good, and uh, uh, you can get some chuckles if you're clever with your display name because when you're in a network game or you share crews, um, that gets exposed to your opponent. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, so. I debated putting some like parental controls, let's
0: call them, on that. Yeah, it ended up not not me- making it in there, so
1: nobody abuses that. Please <laughs> be be nice to the uh, to yes. the kids when you're playing against the kids. No, no all you're all right. Wrong. So I know your audience very good um all right so that kind of gives us um really kind of an overview uh which i appreciate um so let's go ahead and take another quick break and i want to dig in a little bit more about kind of the live network game um and some features in that um that i think people may not have tapped in so we'll be right back Howdy friends, Craig here. With 3rd edition Malifaux released, it's time for you to get a new mat with new deployment zones. We've tried every mat in the business and nobody has better quality and selection than Mats by Mars. They're waterproof and they roll and unroll easily and they're even wet erase Marco compatible. They offer over 35 designs and let you add M3E overlays for making deployment and positioning a breeze. Check them out at matsbymars.com. They are offering a sweet discount for our listeners. After you found the perfect mat, use the promo code 3rdfloor to get 10% off your entire order if you really want to support us in the notes of your order request that our logo be put in the corner of your mat it's the only way to make the best mat in the business even cooler again that's Mat by mars use the promo code third floor to get a 10 percent discount details are in the show notes so how much are three or four of these episodes worth to you a month third floor wars has a patreon and if you think they're worth a dollar five dollars twenty dollars a month swing by and become a patron We have polls that decide the next episode of the pod, along with early releases of articles and podcasts. Everything we release goes out to everyone, but sometimes our patrons get a head start. The link is in the show notes, or just search for Third Floor Wars on Patreon.com. Thanks for the support. Hey, I want to give our top Patreons a quick shout out. Uh, Special thanks to uh, the top four Patreons uh, as of the recording of this episode, Nick Westbrook, Colin, Kevin Smith, and Sam Newman. We appreciate all the support you give. Okay, so let's talk a little bit more about uh, kind of in-game, DZ. So um, here's an idea. Um, If you can go ahead and create a game um, in the app, I've got my app open. Um, So even though DZ um, is thousands of miles away (laughs) in Seattle and I'm in North Carolina, um, he and I are going to connect. Let's play over Vassal, I guess. Yeah, um, someday we should, man. We should do that, Vassal. Yeah. I've actually, I've I, been working on putting together an episode devoted to Vassal. <laughs> That'd be cool. I would. I mean, yeah.
0: I listen to all the episodes, but I, I would listen to that. Oh, um, good, good. But I'm also terrible, and I don't want to play anybody that's really good. Yeah. Well, then you and I will play. You'll be fine. <laughs> I mean, actually terrible. <laughs> okay. I've got, uh, I've got corner deployment, reckoning, detonate charges, assassinate, deliver a message, all of their forces, and breakthrough. So perfect. Like, so no. I'm going to hit join. Okay. So I've got my match code and it is book. Uh, shoot. I always forget the difference between aura and pulse. This is pulse. Book, pulse, book or Tome, I guess.
1: I'll hit join. Oh, that's because I did pulse or did aura. I, I may be All wrong. Right.
0: It's the, it's the hollow one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, you, you were right. Okay. I was the one that was wrong. Well, good. All right. Join. Okay. So I put in, so uh, what that displayed um, is it displayed a, basically a three-symbol code. Um, I put in that code. Now it comes up um, third floor against bad juju. That's my spirit um, Yeah, <laughs> Nice. I'm going to choose my uh, faction. Um, and, of course, uh, DZ is doing the same. uh uh-huh. And then I hit Confirm. And once he confirmed, it, once we both confirm, we can both see it. So I see he chose Neverborn. Yep. I choose my leader. Yeah, so you, you chose Directionist
0: just for in real time to confirm that I yep. can see what you're doing.
1: All okay. right. Uh, son of a bitch. Zareda. he picks. <laughs> well, wow. The same reaction. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. So now my he, I've got... <laughs> You're funny. I've got Resurrection as Yan Lo picked. He's got Neverborns array to pick. Now it's going to ask um, to choose the crew. And he, here's what's neat: is now when I click on it, I automatically see any crew I've already built that has Yan Low as the leader. Um, and I also have the ability to create a new crew, which you've already kind of did a call out to DZ, but that was a huge improvement.
0: Yeah, and also like it, it will prevent you. It, it will also prevent you from picking or creating any crew other than the leader that you picked. So we'll keep you honest here as well.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, very smart. Very smart. So I've confirmed my crew. I've just built a uh, put in a pre-built crew and I hit confirm. I shamefully did not have a Zerata crew ready, so I'm creating one quick. There she is. (laughs) All right. And now it's going to show me what the five schemes are. And I get to pick my schemes.
0: And here's here's an actual secret of this page too that might not be obvious, which I'll I'll figure out how to make this obvious. But if you tap on my crew name, it'll actually show you what I picked in there too. So
1: you get an idea. You know what? I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Somebody should put a help dialog on this on this screen. Frankly, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'll find. Let me bottom. think about that a little bit. Yeah, let me think about that. Um, there there might be a symbol that would make that intuitive. Um, yeah. But uh, no, that's nice. I didn't know that. That's yeah. cool. Um, so now uh, I pick my two schemes.
0: I'm picking mine. And, and note in this part also that if you pick a scheme that requires you to select things, like we have assassinate, deliver a message in our pool. If you select assassinate, actually, does it assassinate make you pick something? No, it doesn't. Uh, deliver a message does, though. So when yep. you pick that, it'll automatically pop up a dialogue that that says what you need to do, in this case, choose an enemy leader or master, and then there's a drop-down that gives you the actual valid options in their crew.
1: Again, something that just just makes life real easy. So I hit confirm on my choices. Oh, yes. Okay,
0: I also hit confirm, and then I created the game, so my button turns to start game. When I tap that, it'll send us both into the game view automatically. Drop us into turn one.
1: And it's uh, it's real clever. It's real clever. So um, for those of you that haven't done it yet, um, go through the process um, and join a game. You're going to find it's, it's shockingly easy to do. Um, you're not sharing QR codes back and forth. It's just a three-symbol code that you have to put in, um, and uh, it makes it real nice. You go turn by turn through it. You have the ability to uh, track your scoring on there. But um, the big thing that I wanted to really talk about um, real quick, though, is um, the tracking. Um, so can we talk about uh, actually tracking conditions and wounds? Yeah.
0: Um, so once you're in that game view, regardless, so this view is the same even if you're in a local or, or in a network game. The only difference is if you're in a network game and you go to look at your opponent's crew, you can't change their wounds and like whether they've activated or had conditions and stuff to them because that they're in control of that. Um, but on your crew, then you have full control over your wounds. Let's say... Uh, Turn one, you zapped Zerata for for six damage. I'm gonna I'm gonna knock her down to six health, and you should see that pop up within five yep. seconds or so on on your. Um, so that that's health, and then for conditions uh, in your crew or in a local game under under all the models, um, there's a little button that says Add Condition or Token. It'll pop up a list of uh, a dropdown of conditions and tokens and custom. Um, Oh, and if you're in uh, like a strategy that has special things like plant explosives, that'll also pop up here as well. Nice. But um, yeah, you can drop down the, the list of conditions. Let's say somebody put adversary on Zereda. Um, I'm going to add that to her. And there it is. Um, and adversary does not stack. So all you'll see there is is a little negative button to remove it. But for conditions and tokens that do stack, there's also a plus button that can go up and down. And something that, that was requested uh, and that I put in eventually was when you knock a condi- something that stacks down to zero, it'll stay there. And if you tap uh, like minus again when it's at zero, then it'll go away. Yep. And that, that's because that's there's nice. lots, lots of crews like like Hoffman's crew. They're, he's throwing power tokens around the whole game. So you might as well just keep the, the entry for power tokens there, even if they don't have any, just so it's easy to just tap plus again.
1: Yeah, and just um, for those of you that have not tried this, you know when he when DZ added that adversary, I immediately when I click on his crew can see it um, on there. Another two things that I want to do quick callouts on: one, um, under each of the models, it gives the basic stats. Um, so the, what's the most common thing you ask is you know what's the rate is willpower, um, which by the way is ridiculous. It's eight. Um, uh, you <laughs> can kind of easily see that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's silly. Oh, this is a nasty crew you built. I, I just um, grabbed some, a bunch of henchmen, basically. Yeah. Um, and, you know, th- so th- I love that. I don't have to tap on Zerada to see her whole card to get really the most common thing I'm going to ask for, which is what's her defense, what's her move. Credit for um, this one me- goes
0: to Bill, the guy that I, I was playing most of my games with. When he was the first person I ran the app past, and, and he, he
1: suggested it yep. immediately. Well done, Bill. The other thing is um, how you mark whether somebody is activated or not. Yes. Um, it's, it's it's a little box right it may not be immediately apparent um, but I recommend using it because what's the second most common question that you ask during game is who's <laughs> left to activate how many models has, has yeah has the rate activated yet um, and this again by having this as a shared thing between you and your opponent you um, We're going to get closer to turn five, guys, um, by uh, taking advantage of this um, uh, in tournaments or even in uh, friendly games. Yeah. And uh, one other thing on on the activation front is that uh, you you do have to scroll down to
0: see it. But once at the end of the turn, when you want to reset there, there is a button to just like
1: unactivate your entire crew. You know what? I did not notice that either. Look at (laughs) at me learning stuff.
0: This is a design yeah, no.
1: failure, so don't blame yourself. No, it's good, man. It's it's really good. Um, and again, uh, in game, all my reference cards are available to me at the very bottom, just yes. like they are in the crew builder part. Um, and you can add add models and, and
0: upgrades that you have listed down there just by tapping on the plus icon.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's clever, man. It's clever. Um, it uh, you know, part of the reason, a big reason why I wanted you to have the show is is just how impressive this really is. Yeah, um, it's helpful. And I think that uh, I can tell you right now, for those of you listening, j- get one or two games in outside of a tournament environment, playing a shared game, and you'll be ready to go come tournament time, and it will save you time. Yeah. It uh, it won't end up slowing you down. Any other things that we didn't talk about um, that you think is important as far as in-game play? Just on this, on this, when you're looking at a crew, there is a little button...
0: Uh, in the bar with the crew name, that'll switch you between like an expanded view, which shows you all the health and conditions and, and upgrades of everybody, and it just collapse. Like if you tap it, it'll just re- uh, switch to like a collapsed view where you just see the name and the stats. Oh, that's nice. Race. Yeah, and then I can expand as needed from there. Very nice. Yes, and very lastly, very nice. If you have a model in your crew that can replace itself, like my will Willowisp, um, it'll have a little icon on its row that has has a little like switch arrow. You tap on it; it'll show you the options to replace the model with. In this case, it's an ads, and I can just do that, and it'll it'll switch the model right away.
1: All right, I, I'm a broken record at this point, Easy. That's impressive, man. That's a lot of work. That's that was, a lot of work to make our life easier. That was a
0: late late addition, and people were like, it, "It was requested several times." I'm like, "That sounds like a pain in the ass." So you'll live. You can just add it from the reference cards. Yeah, but people keep you know kept asking for it, and and my. Uh, like I, I'm invested in in this being the best possible thing it can be, so I'm uh, I finally gave in um, and just added it in.
1: Yeah, brother, it shows it. Um, so, out of curiosity, was was the groundwork in place structurally um, to do that, or did you have to 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 mine every card to figure out you know who can replace whom? No, my parser did not uh, pick out
0: Jesus. like models that can replace each other, so it wasn't as bad. I actually I <laughs> I, I went on by this point the. Like the beta for the app had been going for a while, so I I just started a, a list on there, and I'm like, "Can you guys help me? Tell nice. me all tell me all the things that can replace themselves." <laughs> and like, eventually, yeah, not... I, did, I did like you know, control F replace in like the whole parsed model file, and found anything that hadn't been listed. But having having the testers like point out a bunch of instances right away was also got me off to a, a, a good head start.
1: Yeah, free labor is great, man.
0: Yeah. Free labor is great. <laughs> <When> also, <laughs> replacement effects vary a lot too. Like some of them, you heal. Some of them, most yep. of them, you lose all of your upgrades. But Miranda gets to keep hers. I added a special field on this little replace function: keep upgrades. And it's just wow. currently just for Miranda. But yep. if anybody else in the future gets to keep their upgrades upgrades when they replace, then then they'll
1: they'll get that too. Yeah, it's slick, man. It's very very slick. we right, we're effect. gonna take our last yeah it's good dude uh we're gonna take our last break and i'm gonna try to um find out from dz what are probably some hidden features of the app that maybe you're not utilizing that we haven't already covered so we'll be right back howdy folks craig here now if you love gadgets as much as we do you're going to love the new third floor wars gadget bundle from schooner labs branded with the logo of your favorite podcast it comes with two measuring multi-tools a compass stepper for those tight and important movements along with a compact dashboard to track your turn strat and scheme scoring along with your soul stones and pass tokens it is the perfect bundle for anyone who plays malifaux or just wants to look cool while doing it the link is in the show notes check them out and help support your favorite gaming podcast Okay, so the last thing I wanted to do is, um, regardless of how good an app is, how well designed it is, um, there's always there's always little things that are in there that you just may not have noticed, um, and stuff that you know, having the person that um, you know built the app and 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 designed it um, probably screams that he wishes you did know it um, and utilize it. So, DZ, this is your chance. What are some things that? Uh, people may not find when they first start using the app, um, but uh, that you want to make sure that they know about. Yeah, first of all, I appreciate you taking the
0: onus off of me as the designer for if people don't know that you can do these things. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I, it couldn't be your fault, could it? <laughs> yes. No, it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect in every way. Um, so this list is largely curated based on things that at, at launch time, when when you know Kyle posted it on a weird place and everything, people commented like, "How do I do this? How do I do that?" Mm-hmm. So, so lots of this is just this is how you do that, just to potentially reach the rest of the audience on on these couple things. But um this first one actually is something that uh, that uh, Matt from Weird pointed out in in uh, one of his comments to the original post, which is somebody asked, um, "Can you like can you build can you bring pre built crews?" when you're creating a game or do you just create a crew on the spot? And Matt said, you can do both. And in fact, you could, um, build like a base list for a leader. That's only 30 soul stones. And then when you start a game, fill out the rest of the soul stones with your flex models. Oh, like, nice. That honestly didn't even occur to me, but that's brilliant. And it, it fits into, you know, a lot of the stuff that, that your, um, that your guests that yeah. actually know, know how to play good. Um, that they say nobody has like a a solid always take list. So you can just save, save your, save your base picks. And then when you create a game, um, just make a copy of that base list and then add whatever your flex models are.
1: Wow. That's cool. That's cool. So I can, I can have my Steve Bynum, my Steve Bynum core Yan low list and then have the, the, the other 15 stones I can do live. That's cool. Yes. I like
0: that idea a lot. It didn't even occur to me, but I'm like, yeah, you can do that. Um, and then uh, most of these are other like little things throughout the app. Like, um, in the, the hires tab in the crew builder, there's a little plus icon that you could tap to add a, a model to your crew. But if you're, if you are the type of person who holds your phone in your right hand mm-hmm. and you don't want to have to bring your left hand all the way over to tap that button, uh, which I fully respect, you can just swipe models directly into your crew. Yeah. Um, you don't actually have to tap, tap that plus. Um, Another thing with with search queries, uh, this was another request from a user. You can do compound search queries when you're filtering down your cards. So let's say you wanted to find, and and this is in a a help dialogue, but I'm positive that help dialogue readership is at like 10%, 10%, (laughs) which is fine. I don't read all, all the help dialogues on my stuff either. But if you want to find out every model in the game that has Armor 2 and Ruthless, you just type out armor plus two, use an ampersand uh, with space on both sides, and ruthless, and it'll combine those those search those text queries for you. So I it'll filter. I know out. that. That's cool. Yep. Yeah, I like that one a lot. There's uh, people were, were requesting like there's other apps that have very very robust search features, and people were requesting this like two weeks before launch. I'm like, yeah, I could. Yeah. Oh my god. There's only some like I, I I want to. Uh, like provide all of the features that that would actually be helpful for for the audience. So I, I don't want to be dismissive or anything, but um, that that was going to be like a complete overhaul of this page.
1: Yeah, and you know we kind of talked about it a little bit, DZ. At some point, you have to you have to make these decisions. Um, yes, and um, you know learning to say no is tough. Um, yeah. But uh, if you've been in the business for any amount of time, you learn that it's not an option um, because yeah. if you don't if you don't say no, you're going to fail. Yeah, and I I don't mean to be flippant or
0: or or to like be disrespectful of the request. It's a totally valid request to have a really good search filter. There's another like beta tool that that somebody else made that has really really great search functions. Um, I did not have the time to do it in this version. Um, so another thing that that um, lots of people said, uh, where are the alt cards? I don't see the alt cards. Uh, they're in there. <laughs> So when you go to preview a card, either from the cards page or like when you're tapping on one from your crew, the, the model name at the, up at the top is a drop down. If you tap on it, it'll select, it, it'll show you all the different options. So like if you, if you open up the emissary for your faction and tap on its name up at the top on, on like the card preview screen, uh, it'll show you all of the different avatars. And, and if you tap on one, it'll switch to that card art, which is all available.
1: Yeah, yeah it, it, it's real that's really cool and I just discovered this not too long ago because um you know I did notice you know like I can if I hire two necropunks I can choose which which sculpt of the necropunks um, yes. but the first time I was um fooling around with it and I realized I could replace a, a zamu with my turtle yes I was like all right that's like and it automatically changes the name too
0: yes and in, in, in if you're working if you're doing this from within a crew and you you know you're playing Colette but you want to do the the circus crew, and you change her to Mr. Cooper. When you go back out, your crew is saved as Mr. Cooper. Yeah, it's clever. It, it works real well. Yeah, um, and yeah. So, like, I, I would also, as the last thing, um, when you're in a game, when you when you get to that point, uh, make sure to open up that cog I- icon in the upper right and see what the options are. There's several things that you could do from there that um, people uh, were, were frustrated about not being able to do, such as. Being able to like when you first select your schemes and go into a game, it's going to highlight which schemes you have selected just with a different color on the score by default. Yep. You can hide that if you're the type of person who leaves your phone on face up on the table. I do that. Um, you can. There's an option up in that menu to hide your schemes that haven't been revealed yet, in case you know you know like people glance at things. It's not yep. their fault. So uh, and then you can hide dead models and and mark the game as complete and see the reference cards and stuff like that. So make sure to check out that, that drop-down because the drop-down is the uh, the catch-all bucket of design features where it's like, I don't know where else to put this. <laughs> Let's put it in a big drop-down options menu. <laughs> so let we'll them figure it out. Yes. Um, it not fit anywhere else, so that's where it is.
1: Well, that's great, man. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to come on the show. Um, I was really looking forward to this and... Uh, it um, you, des- you deserve a lot of credit and weird deserves a lot of credit because um, I think you've put out um, a damn good product um, at a fantastic price point. Yes. And um, it, uh, it, it's, it, I, I wanted um, people to hear um, from you to get an idea of, of kind of who was behind it. And um, just in the conversations, DZ, you and I've had offline um, off the show, um, I knew before I saw the final product, it was in good hands, and um, it makes me feel really good about what's next. Um, and that—that's a credit to your, the pride you have in the product and uh, the passion you have, not only about the app but the game. So um, hats off to you on that, man. You, you talk about being a fan of uh, the podcast, well, I'm a fan of your of your work as well.
0: Thanks. Yeah, I, I was I was also very looking forward to this because uh, uh, your other guests actually have. Like interesting and informative things to say on, on playing the game, and I think that this episode might be a, a slightly different audience, but hopefully it's still interesting. And, It'll give and, them a and, break.
1: And, <laughs> and, yeah, was,
0: yeah, The week that you announced this one, people are like, oh, I was looking forward to a Master Spotlight. But, um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun, and, and I, I also just want to say thank you, both to Weird uh, for reaching out to me and for working with me on this, and to all the beta testers who, who made, like, the The process of Q and A is very lengthy, yeah. particularly if it's just you, because you never ever can catch every use case, uh, especially if you don't use unit tests, which I don't. But um, yeah. and also just to the players as well, just because I, I do love this game, and I I, I love everybody for playing it. Um, and yeah, the, I would love for this community to grow. Um, I know that uh, there is there is there are players that show up in uh, in Ballard or not Ballard in uh, Bellevue near Seattle, which I could get to if I wanted to go over the bridge during rush hour. (laughs) (laughs) Ideally, though, uh, if there are players in Seattle, I would love to get something started at Mox again, so
1: um, yeah, if you're listening, guys, come on! Uh, I know you're out there. I know you're playing in Seattle. So uh, let's let's reach out to DZ and let's uh, let's get him out of the house and let's get him uh, putting some models on the table. I promise, uh, if, if I've been a poor loser in the
0: past, then I will be a better loser if you <laughs> will just play with me. My, my wife will play pity games with me occasionally, but. Um,
1: well, yeah. So it, I think it's pretty obvious you're not going to qualify for Masters next year based off of uh, you're the confidence level. But uh, we got to figure out a way for you to come out for the Open tournament this at the same time. Um, yeah, it'd be fun. So, I, yeah. I, I, I do have a, a, a little one coming in January. So, oh, that's exciting! Good for you, yes. man.
0: Yeah. So Good I imagine my you. free time is only going to skyrocket after that.
1: Oh, no, dude, it, it has no impact on your life at all. Um, my life Got is ahead. exactly the same as it was uh, six years ago as it is now. So <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> oh, that's exciting. Congratulations. That's fun. Thank you. Um, Other than the obvious uh, plug, DZ, to uh, download the app, is there anything else uh, that we, that you want to plug? Yeah, so uh, the other day I did finally buy DZLIER.
0: .dev. I have not put anything up there, but by the time you post this episode... If I plug it now, I have to do something. There you go. So so I'll put a little like profile thing there if people like want to reach out to me if if they have other tech projects and stuff like that. If other uh, game companies want want an app and and like this work, uh, I I did this was my first contract work, but I I highly enjoyed it and it was a lot of fun. Um, And uh, otherwise, yeah, I'm I'm pretty active on a weird place uh, to the extent of, of of crap posting their like stupid polls. <laughs> um, and I also do try to keep my eyes on the, uh, the weirds official app forum. So go if ahead. you have feedback on the app, you can either post it on a weird place. I guarantee I'll see it or, or the forum. I'll see it there too. I am. I, I do want any feedback that anybody has.
1: Yeah. So we'll do disease in the show notes, people, you can find the uh, link to DZ site, which by the time this go, um, gets, up uh, uh, published, he'll have just a robust, uh, portfolio of all of his work up there. Um, yes and it'll, it'll be overwhelming how much he's done between the time we recorded and released and then yes. uh, I'll also link to the uh, to the app form so that if you've got feedback for DZ um, you can put it up there. Alright man I'm sure you and I will continue talking um, yeah. you and I have some things that we've discussed that's um, outside of uh, what we're covering here um, so yeah. um, we'll see what happens but uh, thanks again brother yeah thanks for having me. Alright and thanks for listening take care. Be sure to check out our shop on ThirdFloorWars.com for the latest gaming apparel and gear. While you're there, check out how the USFO Tour is shaping up. How does your conference compare to the others in the United States? Where do you rank nationally? Get those models built, painted, and on the table so we can see you at the U.S. Masters Invitational in October of 2020. Also, rate and write a review on this podcast for us. It really helps us find people almost as cool as you are. Thanks for listening. Hi, right, friend craig here is this episode making you realize you need to buy some models gadzooks gaming is my favorite online retailer because of their large selection killer prices and great customer service don't you hate buying an entire crew box when you only need one model gadzooks sells crew box models individually and saves you a ton of money they even have free shipping to the u.s and canada if you spend hundred dollars or more Swing by gadzooksgaming.com and make sure you tell them Craig from the third floor sent you. All the details are in the show notes.
0: Sure. Uh, just like, should we start from when you start recording
1: again, or or when you when you come back from break? Fine, dude. We'll do it on. We'll do it live. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs>